How do you stop caring what people think so you can speak your truth? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're returning to an important conversation in the mindset space. How do you put yourself out there? How do you tell people what you really think? Share your opinions. In some ways, stand on a ledge and shout it from the rooftop without worrying what people are going to think or the conflict you're going to create. That's today's listener question. Let's dive in. Hi, Heather. I'm wondering if you have any advice for how to stop caring about what people think. I've listened to practically every episode of your show, and I know you've talked about this before, but I'm clearly missing something. I really couldn't believe it last week when you so easily just used your show to help us while also helping a friend. Then on Friday, you were just a badass. (laughs) I couldn't believe you said in a business show that you didn't think everyone could or should own a business. And all I could think was, I want to do that. I want to be able to say what I think. I'm a registered dietitian with 17 years of experience helping people with medical problems manage their diets. I work in a medical clinic. Recently, I've opened a small private practice where I help patients on the weekends. I want to be a family nutritionist, just like doctors or family practitioners. I want to help families build meal. I want to help families build meal plans that meet all of the competing needs of the various families. Family members. My experience tells me that people fail with their health goals because they don't like being separate from their family or having to make two or three additional meals. I see crap all the time online about all of the fad diets and waste of space supplements. I don't buy into any of that and I want to be able to say so, but I'm always afraid of causing conflict, making people mad, or having informed people tell me all of the reasons why I'm wrong. So I end up being middle of the road. How do I learn to stand out and how can I stop being afraid of what others will think? Okay, so yes, you've listened to this show. You know I've talked about this a couple of times. So I do encourage you to go back to some of those older episodes. I don't have them on hand to be able to direct you specifically, but you should be able to find them simply by doing a scroll through past episodes by the um, episode title. But I do want to tell you something here, and I want to remind you of something here. That standing out and not worrying about what people think are two different things. You can stand out and speak out even though you care about what people think. I think that's the misunderstanding that people have when they think about this. And I know that it's probably an assumption people make about me, that I just stand in my truth, I say what I think, and I'm completely unafraid when I do it. That's not true. Later this week, I was a guest on another person's podcast on the Lifestyle Builder podcast with Tom and Ariana Sylvester. And they have an episode coming out next week, or this week rather, um, this Wednesday, um, where I was interviewed with them on the idea of money mindset. And when they asked me to talk about money mindset, I put together a little training. I said, you know, I had my notes, I had my thoughts. And then when I was really looking at it and when I was being really brutally honest, I wanted to be able to say, 
I don't think there's any such thing as money mindset. I think it's a phrase that entrepreneurs have made up to feel better about themselves. They don't have money mindset problems. They have boss problems. And I was super nervous and super jittery to say that. And I was especially nervous because I hadn't even told Tom and Ariana that the thing that they were going to be interviewing me about was something that I wasn't even sure was really a thing that I could take seriously or that I you know, wanted to be able to I address in terms of ways of treating it or helping it or solving it. But I knew that the consequence of going along with it meant that I would be putting myself out there to people as someone who can help people who self-identify as having money mindset problems. I don't think that it's a money mindset thing. More often than not, it's not a money mindset problem. It's a business strategy problem, or it's just, you know, an insecurity or, um, you know, a a product of low self-esteem or a lack of faith. It's not necessarily a whole new set of problems that entrepreneurs need to look at. So I knew that the risk is if I talked about it, I'd be connecting with people who self-identify as that, and I would be the wrong person to treat that. And that for me is out of integrity. So in the moment, I was completely scared, shaky, shaky and anxious to say anything about it. But I ultimately had to say something because I I didn't want to live with the consequence of not saying something, but I'm nervous. I know I'm going to be tagged when this episode comes out on Wednesday. I know I'm going to be sort of thrust into the spotlight of the entrepreneur conversation as someone who doesn't believe that money mindset is a thing when I know there's other people in the mindset space who specialize in this so-called money mindset. I know I'm being provocative. I know I'm being confident confrontational. And honestly, there's a part of me that doesn't want to be. There's a part of me that says, you already spoke your truth. You already had your heart talks last week. Why don't you just go a little bit easier on yourself? So it's not about waiting until you're ready. It's not about ready, getting yourself ready for the fight. It's about recognizing that the consequence of not speaking up is something that you are just no longer willing to deal with. And I completely disagree with this idea that we say whatever we think and we never worry about it. Where I go with this on this particular conversation is whose opinion do I care about? Which people do I care what they think? So for example, I have like a little, I would call them a handful or a hub of people that when I talk about my podcast or I put something out there and I am a little worried or I want to make sure that the message connects or that it has a point, I am going to ask those people. Um, I, you know, anytime I'm nervous about something or I have an insecurity, I don't immediately go to this place where I talk myself out of being nervous. I check the story. I check the, you know, my assumptions about the information I'm putting out there. I know whose opinions I value. And if they think I have work to do, if they think I have space to room, you know, space or room to grow or make a change or do a pivot in something, I'm going to listen to them. I'm just choosing not to care what 
everyone thinks. And I think that's different. If you can decide which people you care about, whose opinion you trust, who do you lean on to be your lens, then you don't have to worry about people whose opinions don't necessarily resonate with you or whose perspective isn't in line with yours. As long as you're good with your people, you can be good with yourself. You know, it's this idea that, and I learned this when I was a mental health therapist, um, with people who struggle with obsessive compulsive disorder, um, you know, there's this phrase for the non-anxious person to say, which is trust my lens. So you can, the anxious person who's worried about germs, who's worried about things be, not being double checked, appliances being left on or whatever the obsessive compulsive is, the non-anxious person can say, trust my lens and the anxious person can settle down. So I have people whose lenses I rely on. One of them is a former client of mine. So knows me from my mental health therapy space and I value her opinion. If she's ever like, Heather, I don't know what the F you're talking about. I'm going to know that I went so far from my roots. I strayed so far from who I am that I'm becoming unrecognizable and I will pay attention to that. Likewise, I have my best friend who knows my values and who knows where I stand. So if she hears something goes and says, what? I'm I'm going to pay attention to that. And then the other people are other business owners, people who are in the arena with me. Brene Brown has this awesome quote, and um, I'm going to muck it up when I say it, but if you're not in the arena with me getting your butt kicked too, I don't care what you think. The other three people are people who are doing exactly what I'm trying to do, live their big lives, own their own businesses, stay what they think, you know, mean what they say, and all of that. And if they say, uh, you might have needed to take a left turn when you went right, you should have taken a right turn or you needed to just stay on course, then I'm going to listen to those people. I don't always change my mind. I don't always go, oh, you're right. You know what? I'm just going to sit tight. But I have episodes, um, that I've deleted where I'm like, you know what? Um, that was a bad idea. Or somebody gave it a listen and said, Heather, I'm not so sure about that. And I know that whoever reached it before I deleted it got to hear it, but I've gone and just undone it based on having the important people and their opinions. So you don't have to care what everyone thinks. You just have to find your people of whose opinions you do care about. And then the next thing that I would remind you about here, the, the fad diets and the supplements, the people who buy into those things don't typically seek out nutritionists. They're not typically the people who are going to find themselves in your office. You're not going to get like the latest keto diet, paleo diet, Atkins diet. Um, uh, what's that new one? of? I, I call it the part-time starvation diet. I'm sure that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's not how they're selling it. But the one that says like you, you know, you eat your full day's calories, you know, only two days a week. And then on the other days you fast or the time fasting, intermittent fasting. That's what I'm talking about. Like those aren't the people who are trying to solve the problem that way probably aren't going to land in your office. So I don't think you have to worry about what they think. 
I, first of all, need to tell you, I think you have a rock star business idea. I absolutely like, I love your idea. The idea of seeing a family health person who can plan family nutrition. My own sister is a registered dietitian and I can't wait to tell her like that I got this letter and tell her about your idea because I just think it's fantastic. And I agree with you that a lot of people struggle with following their own diets um, because they don't want to disrupt the family. So this idea that you're going to take the teenage athlete, you're going to take the kid who's growing, you know, at a rate that isn't on par with age, along with a, you know, a menopausal mother and a father who has to watch his heart, and you're going to make a family diet plan like that is a rock star idea that's really going to set families up for success. I have to believe the people who want to hire you are not going to be going for all these fads and all these supplements. So when you talk about family health, when you talk about like family wellness, being in it together, all of those things, you are going to be attracting a whole different set of people. So it doesn't matter if the people who buy into fad diets don't like what you have to say. You don't want them to like what you have to say because you don't want them to end up in your office. So it's good to weed them out by saying what you think. But the other thing that I think happens in this space is we see everybody have these controversial views, or we see people make these provocative statements, say what they think, and you have all seen me do this. But that leads to the assumption that if you're not ready to do that, you can't say anything. And that's the thinking error that I think is really important to correct. Because you don't have to sort of make fun of paleo or discredit paleo or keto or intermittent fasting. You can just get on a pedestal and, you know, sort of shout as loudly as they are about the thing you believe in. You can advocate for the thing you believe in without even having to look at, address, or cut down to size the things you don't believe in. You can stand firmly in your truth, in your knowledge, in your skill set to the point where you don't have to worry that someone's going to argue with you because you know your numbers, you know your stuff so well that if someone says, oh, I disagree, I don't see how that's possible or, you know, comes at you with your business model and says insurance will never pay for that, you are going to be able to easily stand in your truth and unapologetically say what you think because you are going to be talking about what you know versus what you don't believe and what you know and what you have the potential to be able to teach is what's going to build your business and build your brand. So I would like you to think about in your own niche, in your own field of family I'm calling it family health. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but you you know that I read your business idea and you know that I, I get where you're going with it. So in your own field of family health, what do you think is most important? Who do you think gets to make the decisions about what kind of food is bought? How do you think the food should be prepared? How do families with competing health needs plan meals that they can enjoy together that takes into every, you know, takes into account everybody's various nutrition goals? Or what's the first step? There are so many questions and so much content you can put out there and start to organize for yourself and assert yourself as the expert in that. That is the most powerful way 
to stop caring about what the naysayers think is by stepping into your role as an expert in your particular area. So for example, my husband has a spinal cord injury. So over time, many people have asked me to offer services for caregivers, have said, you should host a caregiving support group, you should do this, you should do that. And I've decided not to for two reasons. One is I don't want my own identity to be further cemented by caregiving. I don't think that that would actually be good for my marriage, my relationship, my personal well-being and health. But the other reason is, is I've only done caregiving (laughs) for one person with one particular kind of disability. And he's not even your average kind of person with a disability. He's somebody who became paralyzed and still went to med school. So it's not and became a doctor. So I don't, even though I have caregiving experience, even though I did absolutely take care of him through his recovery and then again in 2015 when he got sick again, I don't feel well-versed in it. So I'm not going to put myself out there as that because I don't feel like just because I've lived it with this one person, I'm an expert. But talk to me about mental health. Talk to me about... um, mindset, positive thinking, motivational interviewing, getting people out of their own way, getting people unstuck. And I can talk to you till I'm blue in the face. You've seen me do it. So it's that idea that I know I can own my expertise in that area. That's the other thing that makes it easier to swallow when I choose to be provocative, when I choose to put myself out there with Um, a challenging point of view. So even though you don't want to go out and be a hater for these people, I don't think you have to be. But you do have to be somebody who tells people what you think so that people know what you stand for. Everybody listening to the show at this point, if you listen for more than two or three episodes, you know that I put the focus on what you can do about your problem. That we can't control what happens to you. We can only control how you respond to what happens to you and that your choices are in direct, you know, sort of reflection of your happiness. So because I think that so strongly, people have come to know that I think that. So don't be afraid to share that opinion, your beliefs, your values, your approach, your point of view. Be unafraid to put yourself out there as an expert and I've never heard of this idea before. I don't know in your space if this is kind of common or you have just hit the jackpot with an awesome idea. But if you are in fact a pioneer in this vision for your business that you are going to be offering whole family health, then I would be unafraid to stake that claim to say that you're a leading voice, to say that you're the first of your kind, to put it out there that you see health differently, that it cannot be managed. You can't manage your mom's heart disease by just treating the mom. You also have to make sure that her kids are well-fed and cared for. Otherwise, the mom is never going to take care of the heart-healthy diet. I think that is, uh, I'm so excited by your business idea. It just lights me up. I see so much potential for it. So don't be afraid to say that, to put out that into the universe, because I think once you do that, you'll find your confidence. You'll see yourself as an expert and you'll be able to move through the world unafraid. 
That, my friends, is how you do it. If you have a question that you'd like my two cents on, find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com, just like today's listener did. I would love the opportunity to help you out. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.